gentlemen. What's going on? How are you guys feeling today? Black and blessed. Ooh, like like velvet. From Discovery Plus, this is Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. And I am the bad boy of paranormal. This is Dalen Sprand. I am the soul of all things. The Marcus Harvey. What's up? Yeah, and last but certainly not least, it's the Paranormal Poppy. I'm Juwan Mass. Okay, well look, man, if you have not seen our hit show, it is a hit. I mean, listen, we are the universes, the galaxies, the world, world, (laughs) the world's premier paranormal investigator. I mean, when I tell you we love the history, we love investigating. Mm -hmm. And Juwan, damn it, please tell me what else what do we love? I'm gonna tell you what we love. What's that? We love getting scared. But listen, on this podcast, we will look at some of the most infamous creepy tales. I'm like, where did these urban legends come from? We'll investigate them. We'll talk to some experts and maybe even channel some spirits. Oh, oh. <laughs> we got to be careful with that last one. All right, guys. Well, today we are talking about the legend that has passed around for decades in Fairfax, Virginia. Mm-hmm. The legend goes on Halloween night when the clock strike 12. Doom. Don't be near the Fairfax Station Bridge because the next day your body might be found hanging there and gutted like a bunny. It's the legend of the Bunny Man. I mean, Dalen, I mean, I hear you did some research on this whole origin of this buddy man, though. I did. I did. And what's crazy is there's so many different accounts, right? But if you grew up in or around Fairfax, you likely heard this one story in particular. And it goes something a little like this. In 1903, right, Mm -hmm. there's this insane asylum tucked in the woods of Clifton, Virginia. And at some point, it was forced to shut down like most insane asylums were. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, the asylum folks decided to transport all their patients to the prison. Not too nice. No, not at all. You see, the story goes, as they're transporting these patients, they get in a car accident. It's those mountain roads. You know, they windy and they got them steep, steep grades. Hey, man, listen. The patients escape, but two get away. (laughs) Look, man, this dude named Marcus Walster and Douglas Griffin, right? And apparently this Douglas guy, he had murdered his wife and child. Get this. On Easter Sunday. What, what? Nah, he, he's not a good guy. Dang. So what happens, bro? Hey, man, so the cops go out and they try to find him. They're searching, searching. They're looking through the woods. They separate the asylum from the rest of the town. Like, they doing everything they're supposed to do. And as they're searching, they find something hanging from the trees. What was it? Dead bunny rabbits. Bunnies were gutted and hanging from the trees. That's where the expression came from. Ah, That's creepy. You see, the bunnies were a clue, though, like a scavenger hunt for the cops. You know, like a really, really messed up, torturous, demented, deadly game of red light, green light. But listen, man, I'm trying to tell you, when they got to the last gutted bunny, Mm. 
they see a body. The body of who? 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 None other than our good friend, Marcus Harvey's distant cousin, Marcus Walster. Like, so Douglas Griffin, he Bro, did this? Listen, these people went missing. And when the police was looking for him, they found a whole bunch of dead, gutted bunny rabbits hanging from the forest. And as they was following these mm-hmm. dead, gutted bunny rabbits, right. it led them to a hanging man. Mm. Who was gutted. Right. Named Marcus. Listen, according to the legend, now that was like 200 years ago. This was 200 years ago. But after that, more creepy things started to happen. Like a couple years later, so like 198 years ago, <laughs> some teens are just hanging out there where the body of Marcus was found, right? And it's this railroad bridge. And the next day, their bodies were found hanging from the same bridge, just like Marcus. So this is Marcus number one. Okay. If we're going to keep referring to Marcus's, we need to we don't want you differentiate because it. it is a podcast. So it's not visual. So uh, this is Marcus number one and Marcus number okay, two. Okay. So, so these kids. So, the t- so number just the, the kids walked past where number two was found. They went they, looking for it and they was at the place where Marcus number two was found hanging. Mm-hmm. And literally the next day, all of them badass kids was found hanging in the same spot. Nonetheless, but this bunny joint, when mm-hmm. you're telling me these kids were also a victim to the same, like the same situation. Bro, stories like this in 1906, uh-huh. 1913, okay, 1946. Wow! So it just it just kept being like a tradition or something. I mean, how old is Douglas Griffin? Like, is he just hanging out in these woods forever? I mean, allegedly. I mean, his body was eventually found. He had been hit by a train. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, it's all folklore, a tale. Some would even call it an urban legend. This isn't clear documentation of, like, these early events. Like, it ain't like it's the Ten Commandments, like, hit written in stone. Uh, this is something I heard from a dude named Teddy. Yeah. Teddy but what's crazy, though, yeah. there's still Bunny Man stories, fella. I think we're actually going to get into more with our guests later on this episode. But weren't there reported sightings in the 1970s, D-Spratt? You know, that's actually where the story starts getting weird. There's this documentation, right? So in the 1970s, like you said, the Bunny Man story picks up again. And he's in the Washington Post. Oh, he made it to the headlines. Oh, bro, listen, man. This ain't just like no underground story this no is, more. This is a major He story. got his shot. He 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 got it's, his 15 minutes of fame. He said, it's, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeFille. It's the man, the myth. The legend. Man, listen, here, the headline from October 22nd, 1970, it says, Man in bunny suit sought in Fairfax. The story says a man in a white bunny costume was throwing hatchets. You know what a hatchet is? What's a hatchet? It's like a heavy knife. It's a big knife. Uh, It's bigger than a tomahawk. It's, ooh, ooh, okay. You know that? Listen, you learn something new every episode of Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. It may or may not be true, but it's definitely new to you. And there you have it. A tomahawk is smaller than a hatchet. Yes. But larger than a knife. But larger than a knife. Most definitely. If it's a crocodile D knife. Okay. Then that's not a knife. That's a knife. Well, got you. Got you. You see, what happened was a couple had a run in with them and it was just after midnight. Ooh, midnight? Yeah, that's not a good time. It's getting close to midnight. Just stay at home. So look, man, this guy and his fiance are sitting in their car and a guy with long bunny ears jumps out the bushes hmm? with a hatchet and he throws that thing through their window. 
Did Douglas have an apprentice or like was this like an intern? Man, it sounds like it. The or a copycat. Man, you know, it's like one of them copycat stories. Bunny Man 2.0. Then there's more, you guys. Days later, on October 31st, better known as All Hallows Eve. Yeah. That's when the Washington Post reports that another sighting has happened. This time, the bunny man is taking a hatchet to a home. A construction worker confronted him, and apparently the bunny man, with an axe and, you know, bunny ears, told him, if you do not get out of here, I'm going to bust you on the head. So, look, you've been paying attention, Marcus. Yeah, I'm just saying, he he could still be, you know, waiting in the bushes or something like that. Okay, but look Bunny at this. Man, Bunny Man 2.0? He's never been caught, though. Uh-oh. Oh. I mean, what do you mean by that? Like, he's never been caught? No, I mean, like, he can literally still be in the bushes waiting on people to bust him in their head. But I'll yeah. be careful. You never know. Guys, guys, I think we need to take a break from this Bunny Man for a second. What do you mean? I think we need to let our listeners do the talking okay okay i see what you got going you know it's that time of our show where we hear from you our listeners and today we got a pretty amazing submission from jade landon now it's on theme with today's topic because it's got a bridge check and it's haunted check double check okay let's get into it this is jade Um, from Chicago, Illinois. Chicago is a super crazy haunted city, but one of the spots that is not talked about too often is the Clarence Darrow Bridge. Um, The Italian mob used to dump like a lot of bodies behind there. There's a lawyer that had a major, major case in Chicago. He ended up winning, um, and he was on the right side of the law, thankfully, and protecting folks that need to. But needless to say, they dumped his ashes over there on the side of that bridge and they named the bridge after him. So ever since the bridge has been built, they've been seeing sightings of him. And when I was a kid, um, my dad used to go fishing over there. Basically, they used to tell people to not be, you know, there at night. And he'd be like, well, what's going on? What are you talking about? Turns out one of the nights we were over there when I was a kid, we know no one else is over there. All you hear is someone pacing back and forth across the bridge. And I mean, I'm seeing gravel and I'm seeing like the indentations of like footprints, like someone's up there. I go up there to check. No one's there. We go back under. It happens again. Happens like this for at least a good hour until my dad and his friends said, you know what? This is too much. We're about to leave. Um, a few years later, we're back there fishing. And mind you, my grandmother passed away. So her ashes are over there. We're walking out, you know, it's the end of the night. We're getting out of there because it's dark. I look up and it is him. Almost looks like in full flesh and bone, top hat and everything. The same outfit that I saw pictures of him in. And he's emerging from a mulberry tree while we're walking out. And I mean, he's looking at us almost like, why are you here? You know, he wasn't really too menacing, but to see that with your own eyes and not question it was a crazy experience. So I I would definitely say Clarence Zero Bridge. I've definitely had a few stories about that place. I mean, so she goes to the bridge as a kid with her dad Mm -hmm. and kind of feels that the spirit of his dead lawyer, Clarence Darwo, is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. She hears him pacing. I mean, she sees footprints. And then a few years later, she sees him with her own eyes. Like, 
with a top hat and everything. Right, right. And I just want to point out the fact that he jumps out of the bushes. (laughs) So we see a theme now, you know, very in line with today's episode. No, I think it was a mulberry tree. (laughs) It was definitely bush jumping. Bush jumping. (laughs) Definitely bush jumping. I mean, bush jumping. You out here jumping in bushes. (laughs) Juwan, what what you think about Clarence Darrell Bridge? In Chicago, you know anything about it? I didn't know that was the story associated with said bridge. I didn't know. I didn't know that at all. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess Jada. Well, thank you, Jada, for sharing that story with us. Mm-hmm. And if y'all have anything you want to share with any other stories such as this, please send us your voice memos and stories for ghostbrothers at gmail I mean, if you got any crazy story, don't 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 just give me no random story. Hey, my my homeboy Tyrone head went over there. I want some scary stories that happened to you and them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Please send them over. We want them personal stories. All right. Now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I'm going to test Dalen and Juwan, you know what I'm saying, on this bunny man to see if they really been paying attention. God damn it. Oh, if I man. knew that it was going to be a pop quiz. Pop, I would have studied. I would have listened. <laughs> All right, and we're back. It's trivia time again. We had fun with this last time. Did we not? Did we not? We had a good time. We, we did not. Oh, okay. All right, so Dale and Jawan, I'm going to ask you some each a question, right? And at the end, whoever has the most points wins. What do we win? What is that? You win a Chitlin loaf from Chitlin Quita's Chitlin Palace. Ooh, located Chitlin Palace? Ooh. Chitlin Palace. Located, the one on Peachtree? Located mm. conveniently at the, the corner Decatur location. of Columbia and, and Washington Ave. Okay. okay. West of Decatur Street. All right, guys? I'm ready. All right, are you ready? Let's do this. All right, okay, 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 okay. Okay, Juwan, this first one's for you. Yes. True or false? Mm-hmm. Two friends open a brewery called Bunny Man Brewery just to block from where the alleged events of Bunny Man mm. took place. Let's go with, oh man, I'm going to go with True. True, it is true, good guy. Yes. Sam Gray and Eric Barrett opened the brewery in 2019. Good job, Jawan. Point for J-Mass. J-Mass with the point. Okay, 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 Daylin, it's up to you to match that energy. True or false? I ain't got to do nothing but stay black and die. And pay Whoa. taxes. You definitely got to pay taxes. I'm definitely got to pay taxes. Let you know about that. All right, true or false, bro? Burke, a town within Fairfax, was voted one of the most exciting cities to live in in Virginia by the real estate website Movato. Right? Is that false or true? Or what is it? True or false? What is it? Uh, I'm going to go with false. Why are you going to say that? Because uh, no one has ever said, let's go turn up and burn. Woo! Okay, you're right. <laughs> False. Okay. It made the least of 
10 most boring places to live. <laughs> that sounds more like it. Burke, anybody that's listening from Burke, we, we love, love you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Urban Lens with this the podcast. nothing personal. Shout out to everybody in Burke. We Woo. love you. Because you, you don't love yourself. Wait, whoa. 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 I'd say that. No, we that's, that. We, listen, love every, listen, we love listen. every citizen. Burke, we love everybody. Every citizen of Burke. Virginia, you Virginia, are listen. The goats. Listen, we love all 17 of y'all. I love how you guys keep it real, real cash. Real, real cash. cash. Real cash, cash, man. So, like, all right, man, let's get to the next question, man. All right, Jawan, it's on you, man. True or false? Okay. Musician Chris Pillar created a rock opera all about the bunny man, telling about the legend from his perspective. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's true. You know what, Joanna? Yeah. You're right, brother. I know, I know, because everybody wants to rock out to the bunny man. Come on. His bandmate, Jim Walters, told a local paper in 2013, it's dramatic, but not a gory or evil. It's like a sympathetic towards, like, it's, it's like a sympathetic, like, calling towards, you know, the bunny man, because he was blamed for things that he didn't even do. Hmm. So they wanted to give him a homage, you know what I'm saying? Mm. All right, guys, I final like question. Dalen, true or false? In 2001, the film Donnie Darko, which features a homicidal man dressed like a bunny, yes. was set in Virginia, where the story of the bunny man originated. Is it true or false? I do believe it was set in Virginia, but do I know if it was in the same city? I do not. How does that? How does that answer? The <laughs> it's definitely not a true. <laughs> what? He's trying to cover every base. Yeah. Up. Yes. He like. Uh, I, know I, I will go with the answer. Trolls. Let's say. Let's go with true. <sighs> I'm, I wish you would just said trolls. <laughs> trolls. <laughs> no, it is true. <laughs> it's actually uh, said in Middlesex, uh, Virginia. Uh, there's a lot of similarities between the film and the legend, but the filmmaker. Hasn't publicly stated pulling for the legend of the Bunny Man, so we can only speculate. You know, it's a whole lot of speculation going on. Hey, if you ain't speculating, you ain't relating, baby. You know. So guess what, guys? <laughs> Who What's won? That? It's a tie. It was a tie. Oh, we sharing this chitlin meatloaf. Is that what it is? While you uh, while you go get us our chitlin meatloaf. Okay. We're gonna take a quick break. Bet. Yep. And when we're back, I'm talking to journalist Matt Blitz. And guess what, fellas? What's what up? we doing? He actually grew up not far from the bridge. And knows the Bunny Man legend very well. Shut your mouth. I wouldn't lie to you. Hey, man, listen, you have before. Oh, I have not. What's going on, family? We're back. All right, y'all. It's that time in the episode where we bring folks on to really geek out on these urban legends with us. I mean, sometimes it's paranormal investigators, sometimes it's fans, or even writers. But today, we got a special guest. Today, we have Matt Blitz. Matt is a journalist based in Virginia. I mean, you catch his bylines in the DCS, All Now, and even the Washington Post magazine. But we're talking to him today because of an awesome feature he wrote a few years back on the Bunny Man for the Washingtonian. Matt, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. How are you? Awesome. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Man, it's a pleasure, man. Uh, so I heard you actually grew up not far from the Bunny Man Bridge. That, that's correct. Yeah, I grew up, uh, I don't know, but maybe about like 10 miles from the Bunny Man Bridge. Uh, and I heard the legends and the stories growing up. And uh, we used to talk about in the hallways of school. And it creeped us out. Do you, you, you remember when you first heard it? Like, uh, how old were you? Oh, 
I mean, it probably was either middle school or high school. Uh, I, I, I guess I don't remember exactly when I first heard it, but I, yeah. uh, I remember my friend making us drive to the bridge and pretending like uh, some sort of ghostly force was carrying us through the bridge in the middle of the night, I mind you. Yeah. Uh, I just think that his car was on neutral. It's a little bit downhill. So <laughs> I went to the bridge to see if the story was true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. With uh, with friends. And I'm not, of course, not the only one. You know, I, my brother went with his friends and they definitely intentionally left one of their friends behind in the middle of the night under the bridge. But yeah, we all talked about it in high school. So what did you find out about this story? Like, is it true? Like, how, what do you believe in these days? You know, I went in reporting thinking of course this story isn't true that it's all just a you know an urban myth it's things that kids make up but what's really weird and fascinating about this story is that there is more than just one kernel of truth in it so brian Connolly is a, a fairfax county archivist and historian he's now retired but when i spoke to him uh he he kind of told me about all the research he's done uh, about how um how the story there were some kernels of truth to it that are actually pretty pretty darn creepy what was the story you grew up with? Like, what was that the first story you heard? Sure. The story I heard was something along the lines of, like, in the early 20th century, either a prison or some sort of asylum was open nearby, and they were transporting the prisoners from that prison or asylum to a new one that had just opened on a bus. Okay. Uh, that bus crashed, and everyone got out, and they were able to find all the prisoners except for one and that guy with name was doug and doug was in the middle of the woods and the police went looking for him all the authorities went looking for him couldn't find doug but what they could find was was rabbits that were gutted or strung up on trees uh and eventually they just kind of i don't know why they would do this but they just kind of gave up finding doug and <laughs> they got uh, tired of it they're like all right you know what? Just, <laughs> we're gonna let him go <laughs> right they just got tired of looking for doug so um so yeah and then, of course, kids hung out near this, under this bridge, under what was called Fairfax Station Bridge, mm -hmm. uh, were hanging out on Halloween night, and they saw like some sort of orb of light. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, there was a flash. And the next morning, police came and found these kids like were strung up or gutted like the bunnies that they had found, you wow. know, along in the woods. That's the yeah. story we heard. <laughs> and, <laughs> wait a sec. So how, how terrified were you growing up? Oh, very terrified. And it's, you know, when you're in high school... It's one of those things where, like, you act like you're not scared, so you yeah. like laugh and make jokes about it. Yeah, but you're really like terrified. No, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. I had I had an experience uh, similar with Candyman because I grew up in like the Chicago Atlanta area, so I know exactly what you mean. These like urban legends, man they uh, they seem to shape our lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially yeah, if it was sure. like much a part of your childhood, um, and then uh, you got it being in the hometown. It's just all that energy surrounding it is really is really creepy really creepy yeah yeah it's you know and also like with my profession is now so with uh you know the urban myth it was always like okay let's see if this story is true or not mm. and so that's what i uh it was actually i know you all found that story from it was actually from 2015 and that wasn't the first story i ever wrote but it was definitely the one that got a lot of attention yeah and it's probably because i was really interested in myself so that was uh yeah back in 2015 that was when you decided to investigate the legend for yourself right yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. T tell me how that how that went about for you. Like, how did uh, how that journey go? <laughs> so, you know, I had heard this story for years, for, de for decades. And I, I, I don't know if I came across it, but I, 
I definitely started wanting to figure it out. And I found that Brian Conley, this archivist, also had like the same instinct as me as an archivist, mm-hmm. saying that he got tired of people asking him this about this this legend and him having no idea. So uh, so he did his own research and uh, and actually since that time, Brian and Conley and I have spoken over the years about any updates in his research. And you know, and of course it's evolved some into what he's found out. And it's it's pretty it's pretty fascinating. Do do you want to hear like what he found out now and kind of like the the connective tissue? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, like I said, like you know, everyone in this area got tired of, or a lot of people in this area wanted to find out what the urban myth, if there was story, truth to it. And it turns out there a little bit was. And so like in the 1970s, I don't know how familiar you are with the DC area, but Fairfax County uh, is a uh, now a highly developed suburb of DC. But back in like the early 70s, it was much more rural and farmland, and uh, it wasn't nearly as populated as today. And so in the early 70s, a lot of these areas were starting to get developed and built up um, as more people moved in to actually work for federal government jobs. Mm-hmm. And so this town in Ferris County, like between Clifton and Fairfax Station, was one of those rural areas. So in the ni- early 1970s, the Post had a series, like a few stories about attacks on some people in this area who were just kind of hanging out in cars, basically. Yeah. And so the first story they found was that it was like a, an army cadet and his girlfriend or fiance were in a car late at night doing whatever young people do, right? And all of a sudden, <laughs> a, ha- a hatchet came through their, their window. And they, uh, and they screamed and they turned and they saw some figure wearing something that was light colored or white or something. And that figure was yelling at them to get out of here. I know what you all are doing. Stop coming to my, stop trespassing. Um, and this is a story from the Washington Post. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it turns out that these, this couple was attacked by a hatchet. Uh, luckily, no one was severely hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the, the story recounts that they were really, really frightened, but no one was really hurt. What did this and person, what was this person wearing? Is it like? So they reported to the police they were wearing light or white colored something. Okay. And the Post, the Washington Post, I don't know what they were doing in the early 1970s, we all can guess, uh, decided that, w- that was somebody in a bunny suit. Another interesting thing about that is that the couple was young at the time in the early seventies. So they're probably still alive today, right? They're probably in their late sixties, early seventies, and they're still together. Um, so that's what Colleen, he wouldn't reveal who they were because of privacy, but yeah. he says that at least when I last spoke to him a few years ago, they were still alive and still together, this couple. Do you, so, yeah. So like there's this, there's this weird connection there, right? Like if that's, are they saying that that's like a a particular like person in a bunny costume, like throwing hatchets? How does that kind of correlate with? I guess you can call it the 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 bunny man that was like hanging kids in the early nineteen hundreds. I mean, that's how you know it came a telephone. But yeah, kind of going back to the truth there. Yeah, there's definitely a disconnect. There was a uh, a police report I just that Conley found basically. And the, the couple never said it was somebody in a bunny suit. They said they were in white colored clothing. Mm. Fairfax County, you know, is part of Virginia, right? right. Virginia has a long history of certain things, of, uh, of racial motivated attacks, yeah. to be honest. And so no one knows for sure. And Conley would not reveal the identity of this couple. But there's a possibility that that, that person was not just in a bunny suit, but something a lot more 
honestly ominous and scary and horrible. Um, like uh, and, like a member of a yeah. of, of a racial group, potentially, right? Okay. Uh, maybe a maybe you know a member of wearing a white colored hood. Maybe a member of I don't want maybe a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Right. That stuff popped up in Ferris County in the 1970s. It's feasible um, for sure. Right. Like, yeah. And uh, not to get too off topic, but in Arlington County, where I currently live, which is the county next to Ferris County, mm-hmm. was the home to the Nazi the Nazi Party in the 1970s too. So. This area, Northern Virginia, is a yeah. lot different than it was. It's a lot different now than it was in the seventies. So we don't know what the the ethnicity of that couple was, do we? I do not, and uh, and I think for the sake of Conley has met met them, and for the sake of their own privacy, because it was a, an event a long time ago. They were victims. They were, you know, there was nothing. Obviously, they did nothing wrong. So for for privacy's sake, they uh, he did not does not want to reveal the the name of the, this couple, hmm. um, which is understandable. Understandable. Or he um, knows who threw the hatchet, and then it'd be a larger, a larger uh, issue at play, right? Right. There's headlines of the post, and it says "Man in Bunny Suit." Mm-hmm. I don't know what the post was. They were trying to be funny, or they got more information than revealed, or what? But yeah. and this was this was uh you said the '70s, right? Yeah, early '70s. Yeah. Um, and then a few weeks later. A security officer was called to a house nearby to mm-hmm. where this this happened, uh, and they said that they saw a man in a bunny suit with a, another hat, hatchet or axe chopping at a newly developed house. Basically, just standing on like a stoop or something with a hatchet going after one of the uh, columns and saying, "You all better leave." And so the security guard called the real police, and that person, as the post said, skipped off. I'm sure that was a pun intended. And it's not clear if that was a the same person that threw the hatchet to the cu- at the couple, if it was a copycat, right. a copy rabbit. But they, they said the descriptions were similar. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so that's how this was spawned, right? This this urban myth. Yeah. That there is some kernel of truth to it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, man, I really want to thank you for, for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers is a Discovery Plus podcast. From Discovery Plus, our executive producer is Marissa Lucy. Our show is produced by Neon Hum Media. And at Neon Hum, our executive producer is Jonathan Hirsch. Our lead producer is Joanna Clay. And our associate producers are Chloe Chobel and Evan Jacoby. Our production manager is Samantha Allison. And our editorial support comes from Nick White. Our music is by Asha Ivanovich, concept by Odelia Rubin and Shara Morris. Hey, and our engineers are Hans Del Su and Josh Hahn. All right, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. We love sharing these stories with you guys. And we love hearing yours. So listen, please keep those stories coming. And listen, man, please don't forget to rate and review All us. Fives. It yeah. helps other All folks All find the show. All fives. And that's what we want, man. We All want fives. big, happy family. All yeah. fives. So good day, good night, yeah. wherever you are in the world, and we'll see you later. Good hunting. And look out for that bunny man. Ghost Brothers, ghosting out. Yeah.